0: Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us on the phone is the White House COVID-19 response coordinator, Dr. Ashish Jha. Thank you so much for being here this morning.
1: Hey, good morning, Zerlina. Thanks for having me here.
0: So I I previewed a little bit of our conversation in the first uh, hour and I think our producer shared with you that I'm going to use myself as example for the beginning of this conversation in order to help people understand the correct information and the advice that you're, you're giving uh, about how to get your bivalent booster shot and your flu shot, um, because that's the top line message the White House um, is, is talking about right now. I've, I've seen you talking about it, um, but I am a little bit embarrassed not totally embarrassed, but embarrassed a little. Um, And I'm not going to give like too many details because I don't, that's not important. But you've been saying we um, were gifted two arms by God or (laughs) whoever. Right. Um, And, and because, because of that, you should get, because there's two shots, one shot in the left arm and one shot in the right arm. And because I'm an overthinker, I was like, you know, I don't, who's going to wash my hair? I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do anything if both arms hurt. (laughs) So I, in my uh, uh, wisdom, uh, got both shots in one arm. I do not recommend this. I do not recommend this for anyone. Um, can you just, I didn't want to give too much detail, but it was a little scary there for a second for me. So, um, I don't recommend it and you are not either. So can you explain to us why, um, you should get, the shots in different arms. Why Why you think that's well, smart?
1: Well, so I, the, the, the comment that I made about, you know, that's why God gave us two arms <laughs> was an off the cuff, um, somewhat lighthearted. The truth is actually it doesn't really matter where you get it. Your immune system can handle it. So I got two shots last week. I got it on Friday and I got them both in my right arm. Uh, and my right arm was a little sore. <laughs> Uh, play basketball with my son on Saturday. He beat me. I blame it on my sore arm. He's actually beaten me before when I haven't had the sore arm. So I don't know that I can use that as an excuse. Um, But the the point is, your immune system is remarkable. Its ability uh, to manage one, two, three shots at the same time in the same arm, different arms, It's all like it can do it just fine. So it's not a problem. Um, I appreciate that for some people. I've had other people tell me that their arm got so sore. I, you know, I just had, I did have a sore arm this weekend, but I had it all done. And you can get in both arms. You get in one arm. You can get it, you can get in your thigh. Not that I'd recommend that. There are people, but we do that for little kids, wherever you get it, your body will manage uh, it. But I think one way or the other, it's really important that you get both shots. a great way to protect yourself and your family this fall and winter.
0: Okay. Well, I didn't expect that answer, which is why live radio is so fun, because you don't know (laughs) what's going to happen. So I so now I get to tell so my dad is a biologist, I always have to tell the scientists that I have come on that like, I have a family member who has teaches biology. So I have some awareness of like the right things when it comes to COVID. Um, He told he he actually told me. After when I was like, some, weird, some weirds happened, you know, just after I got the, it in both arms or one arm and not both. And he was like, I told you to get it in different arms. And I was like, the one time I didn't listen to you in the pandemic. Um, but but you always I,
1: listen to your dad, always, always listen to
0: your dad. Right. Especially That's in a pandemic message. when they're a biologist. That's OK, so, um, so 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 that, with that out of the way, um, I, I wanted to, to talk a bit about. Um, you know, now that there's this big push to get the bivalent booster shot and the flu shot into people's arms um, by Halloween, um, that feels to me like that's coinciding a bit with obviously the normal flu and uh, flu seasons um, that we've always seen and now COVID season. Um, But also with that number that I read about six months ago where the administration talking to Congress about the need for additional funding predicted 100 million COVID cases in America in the fall and winter. Is that still the prediction? Well, so
1: what we did six months ago was there was one model that said we may get a bad COVID season if we do not vaccinate people. And at that point, Congress was refusing to give us, still has refused to give us any money for vaccines. And what we decided as an administration is we could not tolerate uh, going into this Fall and winter without vaccines for Americans, we just said that was irresponsible. Even if Congress had abandoned uh, funding this, and so we went and got money from other really important programs to build vaccines. Um, these, you know, and if you're asking why are we why are we saying people should get this, look, each of the last two winters we've seen a surge of infections of COVID. Is that going to happen this winter? I don't know, but it stands to reason. If it's happened each of the last two winters, we know respiratory viruses. Um, you know, rise and uh, during winter season, uh, because people spend time indoors, they're spending time with family, and we, uh, you know, and so if you want to protect yourself this fall and winter, not get super sick, not give it to grandma, not give it to uh, others, the single biggest health intervention you can do to keep yourself healthy this fall and winter is to go get a COVID shot. Uh, that is to me a no brainer, and we thought it was really, really important. And with if lots of folks get vaccinated. No, it's gonna be a much milder winter, it's gonna be a much better winter. If obviously very few people end up getting vaccinated, then there's more of a risk of of, uh, of bad health outcomes this fall and winter.
0: In terms of the numbers we're talking about, I mean, I kind of lost track of what the fully vaccinated number is, right? And fully vaccinated, I mean, you've had, you know, your original series of shots, whether that was the J&J, which we don't really talk about anymore, or the Moderna or Pfizer two-shot series, and also all the boosters you were eligible for, that is a fully vaccinated person. Is that the right definition? Should we be thinking about it a different way? And, and when you're talking about, you know, everyone taking the step to get the bivalent booster um, yeah. for the specific Omicron variants, you know, what is the number you're looking at in terms of that fully vaccinated person that has all the shots up to and including that bivalent?
1: Yeah, great question. So it's we've really actually simplified this, and I think it's very straightforward in my mind at this point. Which is, if you got that primary series, you know, the two shots of of, of Pfizer or Moderna or one shot of J J, if you got that primary series, you're eligible for this shot. It doesn't matter how many shots you've had between the, uh, between then and now. If you, as long as you've had that primary series, go out and get your COVID shot now. Your COVID, new COVID bivalent shot uh and it will provide a very high degree of protection against infection against serious illness and from now on like i don't want people to be spending time thinking about how many shots have i had what we're for most people this is now going to be a once a year in the fall shot mm-hmm. and they'll get it And the, the way they do the flu shot most of us don't ask you know how many flu shots have we had and like just it's Time to go get your COVID shot, and that's how to think about it. And if you do, you're going to have a much better, much more safe, healthy fall and winter.
0: It's a really important point. I mean, one of the things that I've been thinking about as we get to the end of the summer and and head into the fall and winter, and as you said, we've had surges in previous fall and winters in this pandemic. So it's not like we're new. We're not new to the pandemic. Some of the um, things that are happening have happened in repeated years, and so. Um, things can change because we've obviously seen that it—the ability of this virus to mutate and mutate from variant to subvariants of subvariants—like that was wild. Um, um, but I think that it's—it's it's safe to say you want to make sure that as an individual you are protected. Um, that's the first step. Beyond that step, though, um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is the president was at the Detroit auto show. And, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things where I've been in that convention center. It's so beautiful, um, you know, mm-hmm. to go there. It's, it's such a wonderful event. But he was asked by Scott Pelley really in the moment, you know, do you think the <clears> pandemic <throat> is over because all these people are here in this convention center with no masks on? Um, and it felt sort of like a not scripted answer. And he was like, yeah, it's over. Do is, do you want to expand on that answer? When, when you wake up every day to be the... the COVID response coordinator are you waking up like the pandemic is over so are you like almost done with your job i don't think you feel that way i assume so so can you can you sort of take us through how you see us and where you see us in the pandemic and what is top of your priority list when you wake up every day in terms of helping us actually get out of the pandemic because one of the things i was talking about in the last segment is long COVID. And I feel like the pandemic, you know, the acute phase um, perhaps may be sort of coming to a different place, but we're still going to have to deal with this over the long term.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, and I would remind you, Zerlina, that the second sentence the president said after that comment was he said, but COVID is not over, and we still have a lot of work to do on COVID. And that is absolutely right. So you ask, what do I think about when I wake up in the morning and come to work every day? I, I think about a couple of things. The top of mind is the fact that about 400 Americans are still dying every day of this disease. That is an unacceptably high number by any metric, right? Because if you just Annualize that, that's like 130, 140,000 deaths a year. This to me, that's intolerable. We, so we have gotta drive that down. That's sort of arguably priority number one. Priority number two is we've got to figure out how to get infections lower. And long COVID is one of the issues. We've got to figure out how to reduce the burden of long COVID. You know, I, I know you had Ed Young on. <clears throat> Ed has been a fabulous writer thinker on this issue and has written mm-hmm. some of the best stuff on long COVID. Um, long COVID happens in a small minority of people. What we know is people who get vaccinated are much less likely to have it, but they still can have it. And there is a lot of work to be done, both in identifying who's at risk of long COVID, how do we prevent it beyond vaccinations, which help a lot, but are not everything, uh, but definitely an important part. And then how do we treat and support people with long COVID? There's a lot of work to do there. That's top of mind um one of the things i've thought a lot about is what are the institutional changes organizational changes we can make to make us safer from future pandemics respiratory pathogens so a major area of work that the that the administration is engaged in is around improving indoor air quality um bottom line is it's not something we've thought a lot about we always think about water quality right that shows up and in, in places like jackson when you have um you know, or Flint or other places. We don't think about indoor air quality. Turns out indoor air is really, really important. And when you don't have clean indoor air, you see the spread of respiratory diseases. We're doing a ton on that. We work with Congress to get funding for that. So there's a lot of work remaining to make sure that, that we reduce the burden of this disease and we leave the American people healthier and better off for it.
0: Yeah, so that conversation with um, Ed yesterday, um, I listened re-listened I don't always go back and re listen to every interview I ever do, but that was one of the ones where I went back um and his explanation really of what's happening in the brain, even down to like what your neurons are doing, I was like, Whoo, this is um this is a lot, but this is all important information for folks to understand. Um, as it relates to the potential impact of long COVID which you mentioned, and we were joined in the last segment by one of the activists who was um, protesting at the White House yesterday um, around the issue of long COVID. In in terms of the public health messaging, it's my last question. Um, it, it it feels like once the vaccines were available, which was a miracle, um, that it was like Eureka! Okay, everybody can go get this vaccine, and now once you are vaccinated, you're done with the pandemic. Like you're now, it's done for you. You can go back. normal. Um, And and one of the the activists we had on, um, you know, talked about how that doesn't account for the long-term effects, which we've already sort of alluded to in terms of long COVID. How is the administration thinking through future public health messaging? I mean, you have to think through the best case scenario all the way to the worst case scenario. But in the event that there's a future variant that is worse than the ones that we've seen, you know, the more research is done around long covid and we find out even more people are struggling with um, the full spectrum of possible um, long covid outcomes how is the administ- administration thinking through future messaging um so that it just doesn't sound like a vaccine only approach um, in addition to what you just said about ventilation <laughs>
1: Yeah. So my my message before I joined the administration and certainly while I've been in the administration has been that we have to take what's called a layered strategy, a multi-pronged strategy. So what does that mean? I do think, by the way, it begins with vaccines, because vaccines do an amazing job of building up your immune system against the virus, and they are a critical part of the defense. Okay, but what about beyond vaccines? If you still get a breakthrough infection, which people can because these vaccines are terrific, but they don't prevent uh, all infections, treatments are really important. So you've heard me talk a lot about it and monoclonal antibodies and legevrio and other treatments that are now available that everybody who's high risk should get. All right, what about preventing infections? We have had a very big program around getting tests out to people because one of the ways I try to prevent giving other people infections, I have not been, thankfully, I've not gotten infected yet, but every time I see my elderly parents, I take a test first. Why? Because I don't want to bring COVID to them, right? So testing is a really important part. We've talked about indoor air quality as a really critical part. And then you've heard me talk a lot about the importance of masking in crowded indoor spaces. That's where the virus tends to spread. And I think it's important. I do it when I'm in a crowded indoor space. So, my take is you got masking, you got testing, you got ventilation, you got treatments, and you got vaccines. That's the layered strategy we need to keep this virus at bay. That's what I've been advocating for. I think I would argue that's what the administration's been arguing, advocating for. Those are the policy ideas that we have been pushing and enabling. And I think if we continue doing those things, I do think we're going to continue to drive us towards a better and better place.
0: Dr. Ashish Jha, thank you so much for being here this morning, the White House COVID-19 response coordinator. Um, really helpful information about getting your bivalent booster and flu shot before Halloween uh, to make sure that you're at least taking that necessary step. Um, but it's also not sufficient. As he just said, you should you should continue to mask in public settings, um, public places where there are going to be people that are not in your household. That is still important and also Um, I'm glad to hear the administration is thinking through ventilation. I've been obsessed with that from the beginning. Um, Thank you so much for your time this morning. Really, really grateful um, for your time and for your expertise in helping us think through these issues. Please stay safe.
1: Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. Be well.
0: Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday.